叉食。Memory pain. Your memory's sick. You always make the same mistake. Look at my hand. How many fingers? Patient ready.
is objectivity. CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard there the government with how many fingers from 1981. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with the Hives from Sweden. Also on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show, a band that goes back in Canadian rock history. They later evolved into Rhinoceros, but in their earlier incarnation, they were known as the John Lee Group. And they hung around that whole scene in Toronto that had, like, the Mandela, the Kensington Market. It was the tail end of the ugly duckling Neil Young theme scene that was happening. And they cut a little single. And this is what it was. Pork Chops by the John Lee Group. John Lee and the Checkmates. 1967, Toronto. <laughs> Thank you. 
got some bad news, fellas. Uh, tell oh, us. What is it you got? I just broke my guitar. That's bad. When I got hit by a car. That's worse. Well, I'm so broke, I can't pay rent. That's bad. They're gonna kick me out of my tent. That's worse. Oh, 
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard there, Adrian Teacher with St. Pierre and Michelon from a brand new 7-inch on French Immersion Records. And Adrian also is drummer in the Winks and also plays in Lala and a whole bunch of other local groups from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. There was Adrian Teacher with St. Pierre and Michelon. Let's take back the islands of St. Pierre and Michelon, which belong to France and not Canada. And I guess we did take back Newfoundland in 1949. And before that, from Montreal, Quebec, Fod and the Fuzz Tones, a.k.a. Fod and the Fez Tones. And we played right there, That's Bad, That's Worse, we being the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. And before that, the John Lee Group with the B-side to their single. And the name of that track that we heard was called Pork Chops. Coming up, an interview with the Hives. And before we get to the Hives, here are from New York, New York, the Devil Dogs. We'll 
Who are you? I am Howlin' Pelle Almqvist, lead singer of the famous rock band The Hives. And Pelle, who do you have beside you? This is Chris Dangerous, the drummer from the world-famous rock band The Hives. Welcome to Scratch Records! Hey, thank you. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. So I was wondering, here you are in a record store, Scratch Records, but the other night you guys were on the Leno Show! Yeah. With Will Ferrell and Darth Vader! That's very true, actually. I didn't think of it being Darth Vader. He didn't look very Darth Vader to me, but he was Darth Vader. What was that like, Will Ferrell and Darth Vader? Yeah, Will is uh, one of our favorite actors, so that was great to meet him. And uh, And he went all out on that show, didn't he? He was really dressed up, wasn't he? Yeah. He had a very big suit on. He's a very funny man. We really like him. It was. Uh, we couldn't have asked for a better guest to be on the show with. Now, was what he was wearing hives worthy? Of course, but in the wrong colors. Are you sure? It's Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah whatever he wears, what he says goes. Yeah. I was wondering about the hives, your work ethic, the work ethic of the hives. Always ready, you know. Is there a bit of Swedish lumpen in there? What is lumpen? <laughs> lumpen is the military service. Uh, actually, everybody in Sweden is, or used to be everybody in Sweden, is supposed to be a soldier for one year when you turn 18. And it's like a, you know, whatever, manhood shit. But none of the hives have ever done lumpen. We got out of it because we were punk rockers. Wasn't lumpen pretty cool, though, in respect to military? Because you can have long hair. Couldn't you have long hair in the lumpen? Yeah, but excuse me, it's, uh, they're training people to go to war. We really don't like that. But was that unique, though, to have long hair? Like, you were allowed to have long hair in the lumpen. That's pretty unique, isn't it? I guess it's because you're not a professional soldier. They just kind of, you act like a professional soldier for a year. Which means that Sweden probably has the lamest army on earth. Which means that... Thank God. Yeah, exactly. But the lamest army, we can have the greatest bands. Exactly. Doesn't that tell you something? Now, what about the training hives? The training for in the hives, you know, training. Did you jog in clogs when you were younger? I think we, we, you know, kids, you run everywhere you're going. More, more Wellingtons than clogs, though. I didn't like shoelaces. Isn't it called Treyskur? Yeah, Treyskur, yeah. Isn't that like jogging in clogs? That really, does that what turn the hives into the hives? Jogging in clogs? No, we were jogging in Wellingtons. Treyskur is the actual clog. It's not at the sport of jogging in clogs. The clog is called a Treyskur. And it's made of wood. But it does build you up, though, doesn't it? Like, it builds up the ankles, it's good for the performing on stage, jogging on clogs. It's very good. What about Carlson 91? What is Carlson 91? I wouldn't know. I thought it was like a comic about the army. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nittetan Carlson. Yeah, that's right. We put the 91 before the Carlson. Yeah, it's a comic about Lumpen, basically. And I guess what I was wondering about was Niels Holgström. Have you heard of Niels Holgström? Holgersson. Holgston. Hol- was that? He's like a comic artist, Niels Holgersson. Niels Holgersson. Yeah, Niels Holgersson. Not a comic artist. He's a guy that flew on a goose around the country. And there are fairy tales about him that you get to read as a kid. And is that a guy? A small boy that would, could fly on a goose. And uh, did you learn geography from the goose? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we learned Swedish geography. He went to the south of Sweden and you get to know what's going on around there and stuff. It's very educational. Hives. In Sweden, what is Donald Duck called? Kalle Anka. What's the deal on that? He's called Kalle Anka because it means uh, Donald is not a common name in Sweden, so we used Kalle instead, and then we put Duck after it. So he's Kalle Anka, and then uh, he lives in Ankebori. What's, it called? What's the place he lives called in America? Disneyland. 
No, that's not it. The White House. Speaking yeah. of politics. Yeah. Donald Duck Fair in the White enough. House. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Baboom. Now, speaking of politics and the White House, etc., and excitement, you hives recently were at the NHL All-Star Game. Yes, we were indeed. And what were you doing there? We were playing rock and roll music. You played a couple songs, didn't you? We played a couple songs. A couple being two. Now, the number higher than one and smaller than three. Now, at the All-Star Game, there were some Vancouver Canuck hockey players, or one hockey player that I think you know, right? Yeah, that we met today, yeah. Yeah. Mr... Sedin. Mr. Sedin. Did you go skating with the Sedins today? Yes, we did. Now, that's a good perk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was great. But then, i got to tell you, you know, the Hives won, so... Yeah. Well, are things changing for the Hives? The last time you came through town, you played ball hockey with legendary Canadian punk rock band, The Smugglers. Yeah, we're moving up in the world. <laughs> and now you're with the Canucks. What are you doing? Are you guys abandoning your punk rock roots by moving from The Smugglers to The Canucks? Uh, not at all. We're just broadening our uh, hockey spectra. Yeah. Oh, but how about the Sedin? We needed that warm-up game, and on, but now we needed to be on ice. But this was pretty amazing because on the Canucks, they can actually field like almost an entire side of Swedes, can't they? Yeah, it's five. You know, the two Sedins, Nasland, Edler, Oland, all on like one line. There's five people, yeah. Missing the goalie, though. I guess we'd need Tommy Salo. Tommy Salo is a very good And then that would be all Swedish. But I guess what I was wondering is, you know, the smugglers are great fans of you guys. They love you. Yeah. The, the smugglers love you. Yeah, we love the smugglers too. But how do you know that the Sedins love you? How do you know that the Sedins love you? Do they have to love us? Well, I guess what I was curious about is, I don't know if you saw this quote here. If you could hold this for a second, Pele and Chris of the Hives. Here we have a little thing from the All-Star Game. It's a little press clipping from the All-Star Game. It, I kind of like their music, but it's not my favorite, said Henrik Sedin, the closest thing to an expert on Swedish rock bands in the West's dressing room. Who is? Who's your favorite, Sedin was asked. You've never heard of him, he said, and it's not ABBA. So, Sedin slightly, is he disagnized there? I like their music, but it's not my favorite. There's no accounting for taste. I like his hockey playing, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> Now, what about Sadine's bands that he does like? Because he says they're, quote, you've never heard of my favorite. What would have his favorite bands be? Do you have any idea? I'm curious. I, I, I never asked him, actually. Could have been uh, Ulf Lundell, maybe. Do you know? It seems like you're so well-researched, you should know. Well, I would hope that it would be the Hanson Brothers from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. One of the Hive's favorite bands, yeah, too. really like them, yeah. Didn't you guys at one time want to tour with the Hanson Brothers? We wanted to. I don't like think across they, Canada. Yeah, I don't think they tour, though, do they? They do tour. They tour one way as Hans Brothers and in back as no means no. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, as the sporting world engrips the hives, how much sporting world has engrips the hives? Like, in other words, you guys get quite a few sporting jerseys, don't you? Like, you go to the town yeah. and the team gives you the jersey? <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know how that happened. I always figured, you want your piece of paper back? Oh, no, that's for you to frame on the wall there. I will. Uh, I don't know how that came about. I always thought what we were doing was the opposite of sports. But maybe I've been proven wrong. Because they're giving you jerseys and stuff, the sports teams. And also, I saw that you guys were in the Super Bowl ad. Yeah, we were supposed to play the Super Bowl, actually. Yeah. That would have been fun. But you were in an ad for the Sarah O'Connor Chronicles, the female Terminator. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> That's Terminator is a fantastic movie. They're I... not getting better, though, but it w the first one was pretty fantastic. And you also did a WWE theme song? 
Yeah. Well, we didn't do it. Timberland did it. We played some guitar and sang on it. But still, I mean, that's pretty good. You know, Super Bowl, WWE theme song? Yeah, this, on this record and tour, we're going all out, like, into the deepest delves of American psyche, which means we got to go to basketball games, wrestling matches, NAS we're, doing, we're trying to do NASCAR this summer. So, yeah, it'll be fun, you know. What about we're clothing? Touristing here. We're touristing here. Don't you know? we also have a deal with Finnish line clothing? No. no. I thought they represent you or they have some of your stuff finished, like a clothing store, no, like no, a sports clothing no, store. The thing is no. that we did the Nike thing, and uh, that was uh, the commercial were shown in Finnish Line. That's store. where I remember that Finnish Line from. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. So, I mean, we're talking about sports and all, but the Hives are not really sports. I mean, you got your look not from sports teams. No, you didn't get your look from sports teams. Is this the influence of the new Hives look right here? This is the band, the Devil Dogs. What can you say yeah. about this, Pelé? Yes, actually. It you're is. very right. We were trying to make jackets like that for a long time because it's a splendid-looking jacket. We've been talking about it since we were 14 years old or something, or whenever this record came out, like, 93. And it is one of the best-looking suit jackets we have ever seen. Yeah. So we've been trying to copy his look. Is it Mighty Joe Vincent? Of the Devil Dogs. What can you say about the Devil Dogs? They're great. They look good and they rock, too, yeah. don't they? That helps. Yeah. It's a good combination. It's one of the... A combination we This record is one of those that we've listened to a million times growing up. There are a lot But of... the thing about sports, though, is that you, you, in some ways the hives are sport. If you look at our live shows, it's very athletic, man. What direction could have the Hives gone? Like, for instance, here's an influence of an American band. Like, you're dressing like an American band. Yeah. What would happen, Hives, if you copied the legendary Swedish band, the Spotniks? It's a very good look. It's harder to maneuver in these helmets, though. Yeah. What can you tell the people about the Spotniks? These guys are legends. These are legends, yeah. aren't they? The Spotniks were a band uh, that formed... It's an instrumental guitar rock band. It's not, it's not really rock. It's very melodic. And they will play what we in Sweden call Schillingtryck, which is old Swedish folk songs, but in the style of the British band The Shadows, which is uh, it's a guitar-based. You've heard it. There was an American version of it called surf music, instrumental surf music. Have you ever considered wearing something like that on stage? Have the Heiser word helmets on stage? Yeah, but we were talking more about going uh, like motorcycle helmets from the 70s. Yeah. White, white, white with black uh, visors. Oh, kind of sporty. The visors are a real problem on stage. Though we used to play in shades, and it would really mess up our legs because we would fall over a lot. What about the windshield shades. wipers, like Elton John? Yeah, but it's not because they. It's because they're dark shades, and it's dark on stage, and you can't see the audience, so you fall over all the place. But yeah, the Spotniks are. Uh, it's a very good look, but it's. It's harder to copy than the Devil Dogs outfit. It also looks weirder when you're walking around on the town. Now, you guys see, love... Oh, sorry? See, this is a classic style. This, not so classic. Plus, we're absolutely certain that the Americans never landed on the moon. So wearing this would be kind of like a lie. You do love American rock. We got to go back to America. And I got to thank you guys for loving American rock. Yeah, I love American Like, for instance, when you were in Vancouver last, the next thing you knew after being in Vancouver last, you flew to see, and I have a gift here for you. Oh, wow. Some oh. of posters here from the band The Sonics. Yeah. Tell me about The Sonics. You flew from Vancouver to go see the reunion of Sonics. And notice what I'm giving you right here. These are posters of The Sonics playing in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, and Nanaimo playing in British Nanaimo. Columbia, Canada for you guys doing their big hits here as well. But you went from Vancouver to go see the Sonics. Those, yeah. are, those are gifts for you. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's a, it, was a, it was a big deal for us. It's one of our favorite ever bands. And going there to see them was, was a hoot. We were just offered to, to do a guest spot with them. They're, they're playing in London in a couple of weeks. 
and we were offered to do a guest spot with them. But I wouldn't if I if I went to see the Sonics, I wouldn't want to see us guesting. I would want to see them performing by themselves. That's very honorable. Is Pele always so honorable? No. No. <laughs> but this time I was. <laughs> But yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun actually. What I find interesting is the Sonics recorded with Kearney Barton Audio, and his studio is still there. Well, maybe we should go there and record at it. That's what I was thinking because you've been recording, you know, with Timbaland and Pharrell and stuff. You could go back to the Sonic sound if you wanted. Yeah, but do you think that studio still has the Sonic sound? Is it all all the original stuff in there? It is all the original stuff. You oh, can go wow. back there. You can record there. Quite a few bands have recorded there and done stuff. It's pretty amazing. Young Fresh Fellows, they've all been there. That sounds like a lot of fun, then. Now, what I was wondering, though, particularly about Pharrell and Timberlake and Timberland and all them, when guys like that approach you and say, hey, I want... Yeah, well, I, yeah, do when I, think, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. When they come up to you, when Pharrell comes up to you or Timberland comes up to you and says, I want to work with you, do you get a deal? Because if... Yeah. if we got a deal. Like, how did you negotiate the deal? Because I could see your manager's phone and say, okay, yeah, this manager of the hives here, uh, we want to work with you. And like, okay, $1 million. How, how do you negotiate the deal? The thing is that it was, with, the, with Pharrell, uh, it was a thing where, where he wasn't really in it for any money or anything. It's something that he'd been wanting to do for a long time. And, and we were asked to do it pretty much. And but you made sure you got a deal, though. Like, you yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were, deal. we're not stupid, you know. If we were a hip-hop group, we will probably not get a deal because their track record with hip-hop is pretty fantastic. Their track record with rock and roll is not as fantastic. So then, I mean, as a rock and roll producer, they get paid a little bit less. Do you get Pharrell's voice on the record? I didn't notice. I didn't hear his voice. Like, don't you demand to have his... Like, you're no, doing some of the... Don't, don't you, how much for the voice? He didn't want to put his voice on the record because he wanted it to be our voices. And fair enough, you know. We wanted... Because he did some things, but he wanted them taken out because he thought it sounded better in our kind of quasi German accent. At the MTV Music Awards, Chris, of the Hives, what did Pelé say famously after you finished your set? This is a few years back. I have no idea whatsoever. Do you remember what you said, Pelé? Somebody, somebody just reminded me, actually, so I know exactly what I said. What did you say? Uh, what did I say? Uh, Time to turn off that's the TV. All, that's all the time we have, so you can turn off the TV now. Now, what I was wondering is, when you start your brand new CD, I hear you saying something. Are you saying that? Are you saying turn it off? Like, what's uh, the first thing you say on your CD? I hear you say something. I say Troy Green. Okay, um, who is that? Troy Green is... Um, when we recorded in Oxford, Mississippi, Troy Green was our imaginary quarterback of the football team. Uh, you've seen this character in a lot of teen movies from America and we were really fascinated by the fact that we were recording very close to a campus and what was going on at the campus so we were trying to find Troy Green to go to a kegger at his house at the sorority fraternity where he probably lives then and we saw a couple of guys who could have been Troy Green jogging bare-chested with perfect black American hair and then Troy Green gets a shout-out all the time. Like even on the Leno show, there was a shout-out to Troy Green. Yeah, we actually, there's actually a Troy Green that contacted us and thanked us for, for mentioning him on the record and stuff. So, yeah, we're, we're like this with Troy Green now. And Hives, on your new record, you also have a song called Well All Right. It's a profound statement, isn't it? It is, and you go woo, don't you? Yeah. Now, Blur also go woo. So what's the difference between the Blur, a woo, and the Hives, woo? Well, ours is better. How do you do a better ah-woo? Listen to it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I, do I have to explain it to you? 
Do I really have to explain it? I have a quote here, and this is about the hives. Who's the one who thinks he's Mick Jagger and James Brown? Pele from the hives? He can suck my dick. F that effing bullshit fake. Become your own person and get the F out until you do. It's a quote from a man who's been spending his entire life trying to be Bruce Springsteen and the Scorpions at the same time. And that man is? John Bon Jovi. <laughs> what the hell was going on there? I just think that's amazing. He was so worked up there. That's from a few years ago. But to get Bon Jovi worked up so like that. It seems pretty easy. Here's what happened. There was a guy that interviewed him and said that Bon Jovi have never been a cool band. And Bon Jovi, obviously, as all men who have sold hundreds of millions of records, but who have never been cool and know about it, it's a touchy subject. So, so this interviewer kept hassling him about not being cool, ever. And, uh, and then after a while he got really mad and started badmouthing the coolest band on earth, namely us. So, so it's easy, you know, it's kind of like when you have a pack of gorillas and a new alpha male comes to town... The old alpha male has to step down, even though he sold 100 million records to middle-aged housewives. So I know that this hurt John Bond's feelings, or Jovi's feelings, or what do we call him, Jovi? Uh, yeah, uh, John Bond. John Bond. Sorry about that, John Bond. I didn't mean to hurt you specifically. I just meant to hurt everybody. Well, what's interesting, though, is later on you ended up playing with the Stones. You met Mick Jagger, didn't you? What did Jagger think of you? You had the ultimate appraisal. You played with the Stones. They must have liked us. They watched all the shows and they yeah, seemed Keith, really excited yeah. about it. Keith was very nervous about playing with us because he thought that we were going to whoop their asses pretty much. So they were on stage and watching and his children too. And yeah, they liked us. And they added a bunch of fast songs in their set because we played yeah. for them. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, their shows were amazing too. So Yeah, we could easily say that they're one of few bands that have been way better than us when we played with them. And better than Bon Jovi. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Hives, I always go on about with you and winding up your speed, Hives. The first time I talked to you in 2001, and then I talked to you again in 2004, and I asked you about the cheese-based diet. I love your idea about yeah. the USA cheese-based diet. Could you explain that again? Are you still on the USA cheese-based diet? Yeah, we try to eat at least a, a pound of cheese a day. Because we do burn off a lot of energy when we play, and it, it's good, you know. I it's mo mainly because it's so damn tasty, really. Well, I thought rather than recycling that question for the third time, I would move on to something Swedish. What is pomak? <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's like a champagne-ish kind of soda without alcohol. Yeah. Like it's it's really good. Yeah. And what about your mothers? Did your mothers make you drink when you had stomach aches? Soccer drinker. Yeah. yeah. What is soccer drinker? It's similar to like a Mountain Dewish kind of thing, but with no fruit flavor. It's basically, uh, it's a soda that only tastes of sugar. It's sugar soda. carbonated water with sugar. Yeah. Are these things that mesh well with the cheese-based diet? Uh-huh. Pretty spectacular with the cheese-based diet. And what about goody po-she? What can you tell me about goody po-she? Goody po she hives. Do you know what he's saying? Goody po she. Goody po she. They're like gift bags? Oh, yeah, got the pose. Now I get it. <laughs> yes, it's on Saturdays. You get a small paper bag with colorful circles printed on it, and it's filled with little pieces of candy. Now, who gives this to you? Like mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters? They yeah, got the pose elf. 
So how did I pronounce it? Is that not right? Go No, no, no. Go te pose. Go te pose. Go te pose. Yeah. Karameller i en gote pose. That means I eat shit? No, it means um, caramels in a gote pose. Oh, thank you very much. Because sometimes, have you ever made people say stuff that they shouldn't be saying? Yeah. Yes. You have. Where and what instance? Several times. We have at times uh, taught people from record companies to say racist remarks when toasting. Hives, here you are tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, playing with the Donnas, yes. who also opened for Maroon 5. Is this like Did a... Yeah. <laughs> well, we have that in common. That's what I meant. So is this like a Maroon 5 opening party? Yeah. That's exactly why we're doing this and, tour with them. So they've opened for Maroon 5. Yeah. You've opened for Maroon 5. Who else has? Well, I'm wondering, how will you know if any Maroon 5 fans will be at the gig? Because there's a good chance there could be quite a few. Yeah. What does a Maroon 5 fan look like? Uh, they can look, they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, the main one being the, the daughter and mom combination. I think those are the ones I saw the most at the Maroon 5 shows. But, it's but, a mom, 40-ish, uh, daughter, 10-ish. But wouldn't that happen at a Hives gig? Uh, it happens sometimes. But that's the way you'll be able to identify it. Yeah, um, you know, it's hard to see at a, on a person what kind of music they like. If they wear a Maroon 5 t-shirt, I think I could be certain that they're a Maroon 5 fan. But apart from that, it's very difficult. Lastly here, winding up Hives, I was curious, how would you describe, Chris, Pele's microphone? It's a Sennheiser, a black one with a white, uh, what do you oh, call it? Grill? grill, which is painted white, of course, by the nice people at Sennheiser. They made us custom microphones. And they have a lot of tape on there? There's a lot of tape on the mic. Mm, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of tape. keep the fucking cable from not popping out all the time, because he swings the thing around. Yeah, a lot of tape on there. A lot of tape on the microphone, yeah. And I looked closely, trying to see if oh. Nick... Well, no, I was trying to learn. I guess, yeah. have people tried to learn? Is this dangerous, watching Pele? It is, at times. If, if, the, if the people have taped my mic up badly... See, I don't do it myself anymore, because I have people to do stuff for me nowadays. But, uh, yeah, some, it has come off on occasion. How about for, like, the Hives tribute bands you go see? Do they get it right? The taping? I don't know, man. I've only ever seen a couple. Because I, I guess what I was wondering is, Nicholas, does he have a cordless guitar? No. no. Okay, because that's what I was looking for, the cord. But I guess I couldn't see it because he was moving so fast. That could have been it. Yeah, there's a lot of... He, we think cordless things are very, very geeky, actually. Yeah. We like chords in our instruments. See, that's what I was worried about. I thought that Nicholas had cordless, that maybe, you know, he was taking it too far, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He would be fired if he had a cordless. He gets tangled up a lot, but it's easily worth it. The only, I think one of very few bands that we can, that demand some respect that have cordless is ACDC. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I'm not sure you should be cordless. I don't, I don't think it's the way God intended. Hives. I also forgot to ask you here about Vigilante Karlstrom. He's our guitar player. Is he into fishing? He's into fishing. Like he actually travels with a, with a fishing rod? Didn't he fish in Vancouver he, last time? Actually, he buys new fishing rods wherever he comes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but he, he fished he, in Vancouver. He's really interested in fishing. The only thing he's more interested in than fishing is buying fishing equipment. Which I think is really cool because like on that little break you had, you went to go see the Sonics and yeah. Vigilante went... Fishing. 
That's awesome. And also, when Vigilante went fishing, we celebrated his birthday at the top of the Space Needle in Seattle, having a dinner in his honor without him there and sending him photographs of all the good food we ate while he was fishing. What type of food were you eating? What type of food does Vigilante eat? What, does the, what do the hives eat on the Space Needle? Uh, myself, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat that. But Vigilante, he eats pretty much anything, as long as it's very, very expensive. Oh, and we're winding up here at Scratch Records. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? This is the wrong country, isn't it? It's a, it's a Dutch, yeah. This is a very international uh, beverage. Yeah. It's a beer, and it's famous all taste. over the world. And that's a gift from the fine people here at Scratch Records. Thank and thank you, you for British you. Columbia thank Canada. Thank you, Scratch Records. Uh, lastly, I hear I was wondering, though, here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Scratch Records. Is the guy from UFO Canada going to be at your gig tonight? UFO That's Canada. Oh, so, so is that a good... Is that a good... There's yeah, a documentary yeah. about you. There's a guy UFO from UFO Canada. Canada. I don't know if he's going to show up. He, I, we don't have a lot of contact with him, actually. Because you've dropped the name UFO Canada quite a bit, haven't yeah. you? Yes, we have. So you've got to be prepared for Do your you know them? Well, I think his name is Little Stevie, perhaps. Little Stevie. Yeah, Little Stevie from UFO Canada in a documentary about the hives. Yeah. That's why I thought he might drop by. I hope he does. Well, thanks so much, hives. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Yeah, have a great time at the show tonight. And um, for, the, for you people who, for some reason, couldn't make it or get tickets or whatever, next time. Why should people care about the hives? Why should people we're, care? We're Is there the any time. reason not to care about the hives? Well, thanks much, Hives. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Ta ta.
After slaying five guards and hurling the 20-foot barbed wire wall that surrounds the institution, authorities have identified the escapees as Herbie Click, Keith Rogers, and Gary Barcroft. Complete descriptions of these men will be broadcast at a later hour. Residents of the Topanga Canyon are hereby warned to be on the lookout for the three escaped mental patients. Any information leading to their whereabouts should immediately be forwarded to Chief Patton at district headquarters or to this radio station. Do not, we repeat, do not on any account attempt to apprehend these men on your own. They are armed and extremely dangerous. And now, back to our regularly scheduled program. For the first time in motion picture history, see the side of a city you never expected to see before. Shocking the screen with a confidential expose of the go-go set. For the first time in motion picture history, see the side of a city you never expected to see before. Shocking the screen with a confidential expose of the go-go set. The lurid lives and love. The wild and wanton all-night parties where anything goes. It's bestial back streets where lust and murder run amok. You are cheap. People are no good. People are no good. I hate you. You're no good. I'm gonna kill you. The Thrill Killers. Homicidal maniacs on a bloody rampage of horror. Hungry axes bursting for the blood of the living. Thrill Killers, starring Cash Flag as Mad Dog Click. Kill crazy psychopathic maniac who would do anything for a kick. Maniacs with a gun. The Thrill Killers with Liz Renee, love-starved nymphomaniac whose insatiable passions drove men to the very brink of hell. Why with Mad Dog Click and the Head Choppers 3 as they blaze a terror trail of manipulating evil in one of the sin cities of the world. Cash Flag, Liz Renee, the Thrill Killers!
people. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to do that. You're standing on my foot, Titus. And who's standing on mine? I'm doing my best to get ready. Uh, the door seems to be stuck, Titus. Oh, oh, sorry. Have you locked this in again? Uh, help me, Titus. Wait, I'm charging my battery. <clears throat> Rat Fink and Boo Boo. Friends to those who have no friends. Enemies of those who make them an enemy. Champions of women and children everywhere. Ratfink, mysterious masked nemesis of hoodlums and racketeers the world over. And Boo Boo, by day, a mild-mannered gardener. By night, the scourge of the underworld. Ratfink and Boo Boo, together they blaze a four-fisted campaign against the enemies of truth, justice, and the American way of life. Remember, Boo Boo, we only have one weakness. What's that, Ratfink? Bullets. Now let's go to fight crime. Now baby, I've been doing some thinking. Somebody hard of thinking about you. When it seems to me a love, no matter what you plan to do, it's playing me for some fool. I got the word for you. Cause it's what you is, you is a rat faint, you is a rat faint. If I had a nickel for every time you've let me down, and don't be on the shadow of a doubt, I'd be the wealthiest man in town. I've got my name for you because it's what you is, you is a rat faint, you is a rat faint. Guitar players are rat faint. I know what you've been doing to me, baby, but you didn't. All the guys are not stupid. So how can you say that you will love me then? How can you ever be so cool? I've got the word for you because it's what you will. You is a rat, think you is a rat, think. Yeah, I'm a rat, think. Mama's what up to do the twist. The 
talking to a doctor gonna find out what to do. Yes, to a doctor gonna find out what to do. Well, the doctor couldn't fix her cause the doctor is a twister too. She's got twist feet, yeah, she's got twist feet. She's got twist feet, yeah, oh, fever. Well, she's got twist fever and I just can't leave her from unexplored secret stratus. This giant, harder than steel piston, disgorges strange creatures, inundating our world, twisting the emotions of women, distorting our men. This is a piece we got off the mare. Reflex action like a snake. Cut a snake in half and the two pieces go off in different directions. These things take over a man's mind, he becomes a a robot? A machine taking orders? Join the hunt for the hiding place of terror. Find the breeding place of these globs of destruction. In feeding, the mouth parts rupture the cells, convey the food to the stomach by a, a pumping action. adventure that'll burst your blood vessels with suspense. See the brain eaters. We're the Lemon Grove Kids. Lemon Grove Kids. And we love to have fun. Love to have fun. Everywhere we go, you never know what to expect. We're the Lemon Grove Kids. Lemon Grove Kids. And we get the job done. Get the job done. Anything that you need done, we'll gladly try to do. Goes wrong like it usually does. Don't you worry at all because just when you think you should scream for help, we save the day in spite of ourselves. We're the Lemon Grove Kids. Lemon Grove Kids. Try anything once. Anything once. So look out whenever we're around. There's no problem we can't compound. The simple task you need done today is so easy we'll find a harder way. Lemon Grove, Lemon Grove, Lemon Grove, Lemon Grove. I am Chriswell. For many years I have told you the almost unbelievable related the unreal and showed it to be more than fact. Now I tell you a tale of the threshold people. So astounding that some of you may faint. This is the story of those in the twilight time. Once human, now monsters in a world between the living and the dead. Monsters to be pitied. Monsters to be despised. 
we dare you to see the maniacs are loose. The world's first horror movie made in hallucinogenic hypnovision. Hallucinogenic horrors not only on the screen, but in the audience all around you. It's a hallucinogenic nightmare. You are put in the middle of the picture with bloodthirsty maniacs all around you. Not only on the screen, but live maniacs in the audience. All over the theater, looking for victims. Homicidal maniacs escape from an asylum. They terrorize a community. Gullible, love-starved women become their prey. And you'll see these same bloodthirsty maniacs in the audience all around you alive. For the thrill of your life, see, the maniacs are loose. This absolutely way out music. My ears directed my body towards the sound. It was Rocky Roberts and the Airedales, one of the biggest name groups in Europe. The bird is the word. handed to me. Hollywood star, the buxom and beautiful Jane Mansfield, is dead. She was killed instantly when the car she was riding in collided with a truck a few miles from New Orleans early this morning. A flaming, grinding car crash ended the bright movie career of famed Jane Mansfield on June 29, 1967. Jane Mansfield died while driving to New Orleans. At 33 years of age, Hollywood's smartest dumb blonde lay at the side of the road. She died instantly and was almost decapitated. Meet Agent 0069. Codename, Poon Tang Plenty. The girl from Sin. There has never been a criminal organization like Sin or a sexier secret agent than Poon Tang Plenty. 
skilled in the ancient art of karate and the even older art of erotic oriental love. She can kill a man either way. In his search for an invisibility formula, Dr. Sexus, head of sin, will stop at nothing, capturing one of the sexiest scientists who ever wore a smock. Sexus knows just how to wring the formula out of her. His talents in the more perverse forms of Chinese torture are limitless. Not to be outdone by Sexus, Poon Tang Plenty is herself a skilled practitioner in the use of oriental drugs. When it suits her purpose, she can concoct a love potion that makes Spanish flies seem like penny candy. best of James Bond, funnier than Flint, The Girl from Sin is strictly for adults only. You'll learn not only where the spies are, but what they really do behind locked bedroom doors. If you think The Girl from Sin will go to any length to carry out her mission, you're right. She hasn't been schooled in the ancient rites of oriental love for nothing. Watch as she uses one of the most sensuous forms of stimulation ever devised by the Oriental mind. A type of love play that had its origins in ancient Japan and used originally by virgin geisha girls on only the bravest samurai warriors. Poontang updates this technique for her own evil purposes. can turn a man on or turn him off. Her number, 0069. Name, Poon Tang Plenty. She's coming to this theater soon. Catch her if you can. Another day, another man. This is the story of women who thought they earned their money the easy way. Only to find that they had to pay for their sins. Sex without shame. See lust. Raw naked violence. In the boldest and most intimate scenes ever shown on any screen. In another day. Another man.
women who fight for their men. For another man means another dollar. They have no scruples. They're corrupt and immoral. As their passions run riot. only for the excitement of each day. For the pleasures of each night. If you want to see a film that strips away all conventions, that dares to tell all, then you must see Another Day, Another Man. They run in fear and hide in terror. Their minds twisted with hate and suspicion. Their bodies no longer theirs. This is the story of girls who have sold themselves to stay alive. These are Mr. Mary's girls. This is a motion picture that will disturb you with its vivid frankness and boldness. The awesome story of women who are there for the asking and of the man who rules his harem with the powerful weapons of greed and lust. The art of pleasing a man reaches new heights in this all-new motion picture, Mr. Mary's Girl. This is Mr. Mary, the master of the lost soul, a man who exists for the baser pleasures of life. These are his girls who supply him with that pleasure. They fight for the right to enter Mr. Mary's harem and the honor to be called one of Mr. Mary's girls. One girl discovered the truth about Mr. Mary. See this never to be forgotten motion picture of violence, terror, and sex. Mr. Mary's girls. Can we ride a little faster? Said the leader to the pack. There's a buzz right behind us and he's breathing down our back. The cops are looking for us everywhere we go, waiting for our one wrong move and into jail we go. We don't know nobody nothing and we don't make no deals. We're swinging chips on motors and we're man eaters on wheels. Nobody likes man eaters on motorbikes. We own this road, so you better get lost. When you hear the roar of our cutout exhaust, bug off or you'll find that you have blown your mind. Get off the road. Get off the road. We know a man is made out of clay. Be shooting clay pigeons today. Get off the road before we have crossed. 
for your night to get your rear end tossed. Gonna be uptight, we're riding here tonight. Get off the road. Get off the road. Get your rear end. 